Welcome to Culture Coach, a podcast with me, Nikki Lerner, helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come from. Thanks for joining me today. You ready to go? Let's get started. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and come froms in a safe, non-threatening, non-embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at NikkiLearner.com. Have you all heard the term, uh, the sacred cow? (laughs) Have you heard that before, the sacred cow? It's a euphemism that we use oftentimes when we're doing our work or doing business or even in our personal life. I was on the phone uh, recently with a prospective client uh, that I'm about to work with, and uh, they asked a really great question, actually, and they they asked... um, what are the questions that we should be asking ourselves with regards to diversity work? I love that question Um, because that is the mark of uh, an organization that really wants to get it right, an organization that really wants to start to step in and do the work. And so uh, one of the things that I said to them was, uh, the question you need to ask yourself is, what are the sacred cows in your organization? So if you haven't heard the term uh, sacred cow before, it usually refers to uh, the common belief, particularly uh, amongst uh, devout Hindus, that cows are sacred animals uh, and that they should never be harmed, right? So the cow is sacred. Um, It's the one thing you don't touch. It's the one thing you don't want to harm. It's the one thing you don't want to hurt. It's the one thing that you don't want to uh, disappear. When we talk about the sacred cow in business or organizational life, um, you know, funny thing I was thinking about was, you know, at least in, uh, you know, for Hindus uh, or for any other culture that sees the cow as sacred, uh, it's the fact that you see the cow, right? Like the the cow is there. You cannot miss a cow. Uh, In fact, if you've traveled overseas and you've been in certain countries and you tried to travel a road sometimes and then all of a sudden, like, there's some cows. Uh, There's a cow in the middle of the road and there's nowhere to go. You just have to wait for the cow to move, right? Uh, But you see the cow. You see the cow that's sacred. What's interesting to me is many times in business life or organizational life, you don't always see the cow. You know, people in your organization may not be able to go around and and point, you know, and and point and there be a visual representation of an actual cow uh, in your office building or an actual cow somewhere, uh, you know, in a gathering that you have. However, you while the the cow may not be physically visible as an actual cow in your organization, you always know when the cow is seen, when the sacred cow is seen. Because usually what happens is that when you are trying to do any kind of organizational change, the things that 
uh, people fight for the most, fight to keep the most, uh, particularly even if it is hurting your diversity efforts at your company. Uh, if people there continue to fight for the way things have always been, you can guarantee that all of a sudden the visibility of the sacred cow has shown up. You know, I tell people often, the work of diversity and culture work is not rocket science. In fact, while it's, uh, it's certainly work to be done, and there are aspects of it that can be challenging. It is not the hardest work on the planet, like some people would lead you to believe. Once you start to get in practice, once you start to have a philosophy and a core, you know, you know what to do. Because diversity work and culture work actually becomes your filter for all things. It becomes your filter for the decisions that you make as a leader. And what I tell my clients oftentimes, particularly on the beginning of our relationship, is that the, the work that you will do, the tasks, if you will, around diversity work is not hard. The thing that's hard is working through the change you don't want to make. And actually dealing with the fact, <laughs> once you realize it, that you realize that you're the person that doesn't want to make the change. Because here's the thing, uh, almost everybody that I work with anyway, um, they tell me all the time on the front end, we are ready to go. Uh, our people are ready. We are ready to make some change. We're ready to do this and this and this and this and this. And we really want to just see some results. And that's what we want. Everybody tells me that. And in fact, um, you know, I don't work. I don't do, do work with people that I feel like I have to convince that diversity work or culture work is good for their company or their organization. I don't have time for that. Um, some of you do, and that's great. <laughs> if that's the work that you want to do, I, I don't want to do that. That will suck the life out of me. So the people that I work with have a belief and a starting belief that they are ready to go and ready to do the work. And I believe that they believe that they're ready. <laughs> but I always tell my clients this is that when when you will see the most resistance in any organization or any company, where you'll see the most resistance is around the sacred cow or the herd sometimes of sacred cows. And the sacred cows can be uh, anything from gigantic structures that your organization has been living in uh, for the last 30 years or whatever. The sacred cows could be um, the philosophy behind how you hire, uh, how you retain people in your organization, down to how do employees and staff in your company, how do they spend their time during the day? And it runs the gamut from what we would call large to small. But don't fool yourself when you're doing diversity work. You can learn and learn and learn and read and read and read. Usually, in fact, that's why people in organizations usually only stick with books. You know, we'll read a book or, you know, we'll do a study or we'll do whatever because it doesn't uh, beckon you to do anything. All it does is um, ask you to just learn some information. 
but the visibility of the sacred cows will show up when you actually have to start making the changes, when you actually start having to um, build new practices. The sacred cow really shows up when you have to ask yourself, your organization, your teams, your staff, the question, what are we willing to stop doing so that we can do the work of cultural diversity? I ask that question a lot um, over the years and in my travels and in my work with clients. And I will tell you, uh, as of the date of this podcast, uh, no one has been willing to answer that. No one has been willing to answer, what are we willing to stop doing in order to do the work of diversity? Um, what are the projects that we're going to put off until 2026 or 2028 so that we can have some movement in diversity? What are the conversations we're not going to have at our staff meetings or our conferences anymore so that we can have this conversation on diversity? What will we remove off of our agendas each week uh, for our team meetings or whatever it is that we have or appointments that we have in order to uh, build diversity? You know, How many of you, if you're listening to me right now, are willing to look at your calendar for October? Um, Look at your calendar for October and decide on, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe once a week, go through your calendar and find one to two appointments that you've already made that you can cancel and move. And instead, put an appointment uh, on your calendar to study or to build relationship or to network. This is how you know if you have a sacred cow. This is how you know, because if you're unwilling to do that, then you have decided that other things are more of a priority, more important. And usually what happens is you, you may not want to have that conversation with yourself. You may not even want to go there with yourself because again, it reveals priority. So what is a sacred cow? You have to identify these things when they show up. And again, you may not be able to know them right off the bat, but you know, sometimes you may know them and you may say, hey, this is the way we've been functioning. These are, this is the value uh, of the culture around here. For some of you, it's busyness. For some of you, it's overwork. Uh, for some of you, it's working through the weekend. Um, for some of you, it's, um, you know, whatever it is, whatever, you know, the culture, the work culture feels like in your organization. Trust me, there are some things there that are sacred cows. Every organization has them and every individual has them. It's on us to figure out which one of those sacred cows are the ones that might keep us from our diversity efforts. So I wanna encourage you to go look for them. Go look for those things and be honest with yourself. What are, what are the sacred cows that you are willing to challenge and to poke at? And what are the ones that you're pretty sure you're not willing to move on? All I ask today is that you just tell yourself the truth. And don't make up stories and narratives about why you can't do something if the the truth and the reality behind it is that you've got some sacred cows sitting up there in your office space. This might be the most important thing that you hear all day if you're moving towards culture work. But I challenge you, 
if you're listening, I challenge you today, go look at your October calendar and take off one to two things a week and replace them with things that'll move you closer to your diversity efforts. You can go ahead and take the challenge and you can do it, or you can spend one more month or months or the rest of the calendar year not moving towards those things and still not seeing any results that you want to see. But you get to choose. Hey, thanks so much for making the time to listen. If you like the insight today, tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at NikkiLearner.com. Remember, it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous, multicultural life. I'll see you next week.